Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Garage Rock Show. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Carmen, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Kurt, good to have you back, man. Hello. And George, once again, thank you, man. Hola. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed your uh, holiday weekend real quick. I mean, everybody have a good weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, friends, family, just spending time at home? Yeah, Henry learned to ride his bike. Nice. Well, that is nice. I did nothing. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Uh, Cool. So, yeah, this is episode number 62, Friday, May 31st, 2019. This month's giveaway, we have another new album from Karen O and Danger Mouse, their new album, Lux Prima, Bad Religion's new album, Age of Unreason, Pink Floyd, The Early Years, DVD, CD combo, or Long Strange Trip, Untold Story, The Grateful Dead Blu-ray. You can just text the word PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to 68683 and be entered for the drawing. So there you go. Uh, new album's coming out today. What do we got here for the Billboard charts? 31st of May, Bedouin. Um, Denzel Curry, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Uh, he's got a solo album out. Frank Lero and the Future Violence. Oh, here's a good one. Oh, Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. <laughs> I know you guys are big fans. I was looking at Jay Robbins there. Oh, Jay Robbins. Yeah. Jawbox co-founder solo debut. Um, what else we got? Pit Blom, Red Steps, Remo Drive, Sacred Paws, Sarah Devachi. So let's move on to some rock news this week. Some lineups out for some festivals. Did you guys see the Riot Fest lineup? This is my first look at it. Uh, so this is the Riot Fest lineup for 2019. Wow. Everybody's kind of first impressions. What's grabbing your guys' attention? Well, Any, first if and anything? foremost, Slayer there. Yeah, it says it's their last final Chicago and Milwaukee show. Yeah, I mean, they say it's their last tour. Yeah, ever. Yeah, Yeah, that's going to be the uh, Tom Araya's had some back surgery, and uh, of course, you know, Hanneman passed away. So this looks like it's going to be the last (laughs) tour for Slayer. Village people, dude. Yeah, the village people. Wow. (laughs) Pennywise. Is it the actual village people? It is. Uh, They got a veil, too. Uh, They got a veil on there. Uh, B 52s. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Patty Smith. Ween. Oh, wow. Block Party. Flaming Lips, Jawbreaker, uh, coming back lips. again. So, the Lips. Yeah, this is a, it's a, even the uh, undercard stuff there. I mean, it's just solid That's all the really way through. That's a really strong lineup. I was at Riot Fest 2017. Yeah, how was it? It was amazing and well-planned, good food. Nice. Uh, affordable food. What about um, security and stuff? I, I've heard people like, "Oh, it's Chicago. It's you know, it's sketchy." You and know, I saw Chicago's more. Awesome. I saw more kids yeah. going around picking up cigarette butts. Then I saw security. Wow, that's great. Um, and um, yeah, just if if you can make it out there, I I uh, suggest that. Where you do. is it at? In Chicago? Chicago. I know, but like where? Um, oh, in a city park, Douglas Park. Oh, okay. Have, have it's not too far from you, the L. You've been to Chicago, right, Carm? Yeah, well, I lived you in lived Schaumburg there. for two years. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Schaumburg's like where in relation to Chicago? It's like a suburb in the like a <coughs> northwest suburb. It's oh, like, okay. You know, forty-five minutes outside of Ooh, it. Oh, Lacero. Yeah, there. Uh, wow! Every time I look, just that's cool. The selector. Oh uh, wow! Surfer blood. Some safe Ferris. Some pretty cool ones. Uh, 
So check it out. Uh, you guys are in Chicago or Lucky Man. That's a really good festival you guys oh, got. Oh, and then there's a postscript there that says what bands are performing yeah, particular albums. They're doing a lot of albums. Uh, Flaming Lips is doing Yoshimi. Um, Ween's doing The wow. Mollusk. Block Party's doing Silent Alarm, which is great. That was an amazing album. So very cool. Uh, Riot Fest. Check it out, riotfest.org. All right, so moving on to this one. Check out this lineup, guys. It is the Supa Gathering of the Juggalos 20th anniversary. That's terrifying. With Insane Clown Posse. And Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Morris Day in the motherfucking time. Ghetto Boys. Such your baby. Dude, we're getting Morris Day. Max Sabbath, bro. Oh, Max Sabbath. Oh, yeah. We're getting... We're getting Morris Day in the time at the Merced Theater. Randy's, Side note. Randy's Cheeseburger <laughs> oh, Picnic? That. What's that? Yeah, Randy's Cheeseburger's Picnic. That's Randy from Trailer Park Boys. Really? Oh, oh there he is. I yeah. see him. Yeah, him and Gilbert Gottfried, I guess, are doing oh. headlining the comedy stage. They have a comedy stage that they're going to be doing. That's an interesting pair. <laughs> so, <laughs> gathering of the juggalos. I wonder it's if he'll take happening. off his pants or August, uh, July 31st to August 3rd in Spring, uh, Springville, Indiana. It's free camping, so... Got carnival Never that's the best not kind of in a camping. million years would I ever go to that <laughs> wow. show. Too many juggalos? Yeah, the FBI classified them as a gang not too long ago. Uh, all right, so check it out. Another. <laughs> I always think of that workaholics where like oh, Jillian so funny. goes and dates a that workaholics dude. episode is so great. Where they go to the fe- juggalo festival. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Look at Sleater Kinney's back. Oh, cool. And they got a, um, a tour. And check it out uh, on the West Coast. We are going to be getting the Fox Theater on November 16th. Oh, wow. As well as L.A. at the Palladium uh, in Santa Ana, San Diego. So check out uh, .com, uh where they're coming to you. It looks like October through the end of November. And they're hitting up pretty much everywhere. Uh, Midwest, East Coast, so... That's going to be a pretty cool show. We actually are going to get tickets for that show at the oh, Fox nice. Theater, nice. and we'll have some to give away on the station. So I saw them in 99 at the Great American. Loudest band I've ever heard live. Yeah? My ears closed up. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Insanely, punishingly loud, but they were great live. Right, right on. Um, and then uh, another festival that uh, got announced, it's more of uh, the jam band uh, East Coast, but still a pretty cool lineup for everybody that's into that stuff. Uh, looks like it's going on. It's the Peach Festival. It's uh, in Montage Mountain in Scranton, PA, oh, uh, home of The Office, right? That's cool. And Dunder Mifflin. Dunder String Cheese Mifflin. is doing a bunch of nights. <laughs> uh, Trey Anastasio from Fish is doing his solo band. Joe Russo, he's been playing with the dead guys and his almost dead stuff. Moe's going to be out there. Blues Traveler. Uh, Almond Betts b- band, which is Dickie Betts and some of the, um, I forget which Almond uh, that's in there, but that's a pretty Kev's cool. Kev's got a t-shirt that looks like that, an Almond Brothers band t-shirt with a big peach on it. Yeah, know? that, that album is yeah. Eat a Peach. That's yeah. an amazing album. I think that's pretty much what this festival's named that's after. Cute. We were going to call our band the Almond Brothers. The Almond? Almond oh, from oh, the that would have been good. <laughs> or the Ammon <laughs> Brothers. Ammons, right. The Ammon Brothers. <laughs> it's pronounced the L Ammon. It is. Like an O'Neater. That's after they take a stick and knock the L uh-huh. That's right. That's I, the old saying. And that sounds like hell, and that's why that's a funny joke. I didn't get that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case there's anyone else out there. Like Has me. anyone seen the ads for the um, Pasadena 
Daydream. Daydream. Yeah, you missed it last week. We were talking about it on oh, the on the podcast, yeah. the Pasadena Dra- Daydream wow. with The Cure. Mogwai. Mogwai. Um, Pixies. Pixies uh, who else is on there? A other, uh, bunch of other great bands. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty cool one. lineup. I'm sorry I missed it no, last yeah. week. No, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we, it just debuted last week. Uh, Robert Smith tweeted about it and debuted the festival lineup. That's and very cool. Seems like a pretty cool one-day festival there. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. Check that one out, too. Um, all right, so this moving on to some more rock news this week. Unfortunately, I wanted to bring this story up, though, guys. I thought you'd be interested. Tom Petty's daughter and uh, his ex-wife are in an estate fight right now, unfortunately. Here's the deal. Tom Petty's daughter, Adria, planned to cash in on his legacy with a Paul Newman-style a line of supermarket products what like salad dressings and natural foods that's just like could you imagine no like sense. tom petty's fucking vinaigrette or whatever no. uh running down a sour cream yeah running down oh. a, i don't know yeah i can't think of anything clever right now that's, but i mean paul newman's face is a little bit different than you made cookies babe <laughs> Awesome too. Right, maybe a line of ice cream flavors, maybe, but, or like a flavor oh, but for I mean, Ben and Jerry. I mean, was he known to be a natural no, salad dressing connoisseur? I'll bet yeah. he Paul did, Newman did a has wicked been. barbecue. Well, and I think Paul Newman, That's like you know, started that as a charity while he was still alive, and right. that was some, you know, he was a philanthropist. He did stuff like that. It and made he sense gave to back him. to he full on rapist. Full on rapist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Jelly beans on my milk steak, please. Oh my god, <laughs> Charlie! Uh, just say you're a full on rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so moving on. Oh, Full on rapist. It. Good segue. Uh, great. Uh, Moby. It, actually, this is a perfect segue because Moby has canceled his tour. Yeah. Moby has canceled his book tour amid backlash over his memoir claim that he dated Natalie Portman. What? Did you hear anything about this, Carmen? No. I've, I've read I, an I, article or two. I, did, you, did you see anything? I saw a couple of headlines. I didn't so really. So apparently he put out this book. It's like it's Moby's, like anyone, oh, wow. I don't know, like really wants to read Natalie Moby's Portman memoir or whatever. Natalie Portman is a classy but woman, you know. Like she is. You can't, you can't just say something like that and think you're going to get away with that if it's not true. So you she know? kind of I like fact-checked him on some things that he apparently said about them. Yeah. And they, he, they were an item. And she's like, I barely kind of knew this guy. We briefly uh, were together in college you know and she said she was actually like barely 18 or 19 and he was in his late 20s or something i think at the time i don't know so anyway he eventually apologized to portman he said quote i'm going to go away for a while (laughs) but before i do i want to apologize again and say clearly that all of this has been my own fault so at least he's owning up for it he's just trying to say, I need to fucking to go, go away, away now. for a while back into my hole. Hopefully, people will forget about it. It's wow. sad. It's a little sad. But I mean, he did it. I mean, he's the one who wrote it in this fucking book and trying to be like, hey, I dated Natalie Portman. And, you know, and then it wow. blew up in his face, you know, anyway. Well, he should have expected that. Yeah. <laughs> like you said. Um, all right, so moving on, some more rock news. Um, Metallica's Kirk Hammett is going to be opening his horror movie exhibit at an Ontario museum in Toronto. Which is pretty cool. That's the one that I don't know if you guys remember. A couple years back, he brought it through Fresno, and it was the the posters I have right here. Kirk Hammett's Fear Festival, yeah. where he had all his horror memorabilia on display, 
and then also a bunch of bands there. Like it was a pretty cool little two day thing. He did a thing at the Winchester Mystery House, like this mm-hmm. tour. He's a like a movie horror fictionado guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said about Toronto, quote, Toronto is the horror city central. It's the great northeastern horror capital, and I mean that. There's a big market for horror in Toronto, and I think Toronto realizes that too. Uh, Hammett's been a collector of scary movies since he was around five or six years old. He's got uh, original stuff from the Frankenstein movies. His collection is considered to be one of the world's most prominent archives of the movie genre's history. He's got, like, the original Wolfman mask, you know, stuff like that, like priceless kind of things. That's and great that it's turning to a museum where it'll be yeah. preserved. All those things it's really are cool to be appreci- to appreciate it. Like it was so cool walking around seeing that stuff like right in person like some of those original you know Boris Karloff things uh, original things like the mummy outfit that he wore like the original stuff you know it's just a trip to see that. Yeah. So, hmm. um, anyway. He looks, he looks Did like you Jason say the Moore. horror capital? No, I said I said something about that's uh, horror Tur- culturally Tur- significant. Toronto is the horror capital. Oh, yeah. of the, of the <laughs> I think that's he means like a lady of the night. I think he does uh, lady whore. Ho- oh, like a like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, lady of the night. A whore or something. Anyway, else. <clears throat> so it's going on July thirteenth uh, through January fifth at the Royal Ontario Museum. So check that out, Toronto. Very cool. Uh, Robert Plant getting into podcasting. Uh, <laughs> he's got a new podcast. He's following in your footsteps. I know. We, you know, I know he tunes <laughs> in. I know he's uh, been listening. He's like, I gotta get into that. Uh, that was horrible, <laughs> Robert Plant. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's <laughs> launching Digging Deep podcast June third. Uh, it's apparently he says, "quote Making records is a very personal experience. I was so deep to get away from that environment. Then I was saying, let's get out of here. But then now and again down the line." Opening up some of the songs and looking back at them, I marvel at some of it. The players in the room were out of sight, and they found me to be something they hadn't been used to dealing with. End quote. He goes on to say, Mostly wherever I am now all these years later, I really want to be there. I'm going to be picking out some songs from here and there along the way, mixing constant shifts and sound and intention. Men and women who encouraged and enlightened the themes and the stories that Oh my God! I don't even know. Wow. So what does he's the same person? Say? I don't know. Does the same is the same person who is in charge <coughs> of Donald Trump's tweet line? <laughs> the the making the press these guy for Robert yeah, Plant. Pre, the pre, yeah, because <laughs> goddamn, no that made no sense <laughs> I whatsoever. I, as I was reading it, I'm like, I'm it's lost. Like rambling, man. Uh, so rambling. Ramble <laughs> yeah, that should that should have been Ramble his on, podcast. Robert. That should have been his podcast name. Ramble on the Ramble on podcast. Oh, Come on, man, Robert. Robert. Plant. Mm. You bill me later, Bobby. Robert. You change it. You bill me later, uh, Bobby Plant. Give me a call. <laughs> uh, check it out. Other rock news. Who's or, that person? That is original bassist from Tool, Paul um. Diamore. He apparently has now joined Ministry. Cool, He's cool. Ministry's bassist. Uh, as Tony Campos is going to be doing the 20th anniversary tour with Static X. So he's leaving ministry, doing that tour, mm-hmm. and Paul Diamore is going to be filling in for him. He was part of the band uh, from 1990 until 95. He was on their Opiate EP and uh, their full-length debut, Undertow. And then Justin Chancellor replaced him, and he's still in the group. So D- Check this out, though. This was funny. Um, there's a side note here. That he, uh, ministry frontman Al Jorgensen told Revolver that he first met Dia Moore at Lollapalooza in '92 when he accidentally let him and Tool singer Maynard James Keenan drink from a bottle of whiskey oh. laced with LSD. 
He recalled, quote, they drank it and they were tripping balls for like two or three days. They didn't know what was going on and they were freaking out, end quote. Yikes. That's terrible. Hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, That's guys. Awesome. Whoops. Yeah, hey. No, oh. no, you shouldn't have drank no, from that bottle. What do you do to people you don't like? Oh. <laughs> That's fucked up. That is. Right? Uh, That's rock star shit, dude. Yeah. If you don't have one story like that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Slash. Confirming that Guns N' Roses is making new music. He said in a new interview, uh, quote, So I just want to be honest about it, and so there was really no telling what we were going to do. But at this point, I do know that we are going to do this run of fall shows, and we've already started working on stuff. So there you go. End quote. So he's they're working on stuff. I don't know if that means they're actively recording or if they're writing stuff. What do you guys think? Do you think they're just writing stuff? Or do you think they're already... Uh, Recorded in the studio, and then he's just being coy, trying to be clever. I don't know who the fuck cares, really. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's gonna be good? <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, you have a point there. <laughs> Do you think it would? I don't think it would be any good, honestly. I don't see how it, it is possible that the band is as reinvigorated as it is at this point. Yeah, may possibly surprise us. Yeah, maybe. But they, they could. Haven't, they haven't the kept live up show with surprised me. I, I gotta say, I, I expected him to be late. I expected it to be some lame show, but it was it was pretty damn good. It, he was on time. They were actually fucking early. Oh, I mean, Slash is a pro, dude. Slash is a pro. You know what I mean? He really it's is. It's like everyone else is kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but Axel stepped it up. He he really did. I gotta say, he he was he did the whole fucking show. It was over two and a half hours. It was one of the longest shows I've been to. Um, well, hopefully he ate a better singer. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's yeah, dude. Those pictures of him being all fat and shit. He Aww. wanted those like taken down off of Google. He like sued. He tried to <sighs> su- do this whole lawsuit and they couldn't take him down. No way. If you still so, so many memes, <gasps> dude. So many <gasps> memes. So. <gasps> it's still up there if you Google it. Oh shit. Crow milk of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that. I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and be, and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, crow. Milk. All right. Well, <laughs> I thought this was an interesting story because I'm a ha- I'm a huge fan of Rob Halford from Judas Priest. And Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch apparently has been mentored by Rob Halford from Judas Priest. He's been getting sober, and he opened up about it on this uh, podcast from Jamie Josta, uh, hate breed lead singer guy. And he cited Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford and actually corn vocalist Jonathan Davis as two of the friends who are crucial to his recovery, saying, 
Rob is actually one of my, and I hate to put it this way, sober coaches. He's been sober now for almost 40 years, and when I went through recovery and even my bandmates and I weren't talking, Rob Halford was on the phone with me. No matter where he was in the world, he picked up, he left me messages, he sent me cards. Jonathan Davis was the same way. He was very supportive of me, and this was coming from a kid who uh, grew up on Judas Priest, and I'm turning around, and this guy is a father to me in certain ways and very much of a piece of who I am now. So he said AA didn't work for him, and he was just not one of those guys that could do that and needed a different way of going about it. And I thought it was cool that Rob Halford, you know, kind of reaches out to some of these younger guys in the metal industry, these up-and-coming bands, you know, maybe just like Rob, you know, Rob probably thinks they're a shit band or whatever, and he's just like, whatever. But he's he knows how it is to be a musician on the road and battle with addiction and stuff. So I thought it was cool that he's at least reaching out to him and helping him out. So yeah, that is cool. And for everybody else out there that's, you know, maybe struggling with alcohol addiction and other things like that, you know, just uh, talk to your friends and talk to people that you wouldn't even think uh, would help you out because a lot of people can help you out and lend an ear and a, you know, place to crash or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's all good. You're here. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so Ozzy, regretting Bill Ward not appearing on the final Black Sabbath tour. That's ironic. I know, right? He's saying it now. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, Ward was initially part of the Black Sabbath reunion when it was first announced, uh, but backed out soon after. Ward later claimed that he sat out the recording and touring sessions due to being offered uh, an unfair contract. While the other three members of Sabbath hinted in interviews that he wasn't physically ready for the trek. That's what they were saying. So Sabbath went out on a farewell tour 2016, early 2017. And now Ozzy saying in a new interview with Kerrang! magazine, uh, he said, quote, I didn't like the fact that Bill Ward wasn't there for a start. People put that down to me, but it wasn't me, honestly. We didn't have the effing time to hang around. We had to get going, but I'm sorry it didn't work out with Bill. He added, maybe one day there'll be one last gig. I don't know. End quote. So, I mean, hmm. like he's reaching out a little bit, like saying, hey, you know, maybe if you want to do one last thing, maybe we could work something out. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. It was me fucking wife. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it wasn't Sharon. me. Fucking Sharon. What do you think? Do you think it was, uh, you know, was him or do you think it was Sharon or something else? We'll never know the yeah. truth. Uh I mean, thanks to you, I was lucky enough to see Sabbath on that tour. Yeah, that was a great, and uh, great fucking show. That cat was great. Uh, Ozzy's drummer from his solo band. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. I think now. it was uh, Klufetos. Uh, something. Yeah, a Greek name. Yeah, and he was he was the drummer from what the fuck was it? Uh, Rob Zombie's band or something maybe? Not or sure. He, he was in a bunch of different bands yeah. and stuff. And then, yeah, they recruited him, and he did a great job. But yeah, but without Bill Ward, it was bittersweet. It was. Yeah, it wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, so but, anyway. But maybe he is too old to keep up on the chops, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. And they, they wanted then to do it. why not a, half the night with Bill and that half was the, the night with the other that guy? That was the setup, and I guess Bill didn't want to do that. And, uh, you know, maybe his pride, maybe whatever. Just he didn't want to... It was like, yeah, they wanted to do a bunch of songs with the new drummer and then do the classics, the core, you know, stuff. You know, maybe Paranoid, War Pigs, some of the big hits with Bill. Like a five or six song set and then have the rest of the night the other guy. And, and he didn't want to do that. Right. And so they just couldn't come to an agreement, which is unfortunate. Wow. So maybe they'll do one last gig, though. Yeah. You know? But And then ten years from now when the whole... Um 
um, hologram situation <laughs> is perfected. <laughs> Lord have you can mercy. go see any band you want. If it, I, I want to see Amy Winehouse front craft work. <laughs> uh, It'll be like a little thing you can with select. With Johnny Marr playing guitar. Yeah, like a little menu. And then it makes so, up songs as it goes <laughs> along. So this is a little off, off subject, but uh, have you heard of Dada Bots? No. What's that? D-A-D-A-B-O-T-S. I know what Dada is, but... Okay, so it's, uh, from what I understand, a group of young people uh, made an AI and fed it metal albums. Oh. Okay. And then started a live stream on YouTube, and it's been going for months now. Constantly, 24-7. It's taking snippets from metal songs and creating its own metal songs. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, That's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. Are there? Have you listened to what I he's? Have. Is, it, is it, it, it's progressed. It's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's learning. I, right? I check it in on learning. it every once in a while too, yeah. and it's eerily good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like the most technical metal you've yeah, ever like, heard. Yeah, like I mean, it's real technical. Like, oh, I like that stuff. Like animals as leaders, kind of like you know. But it'll like it'll that. go into a groove. Just oh, I think I'll put a groove here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's a place for a solo. Oh, look, a drum breakdown should be right here. Right. Or yeah. you know, an acoustic wow. part. Or it's, it's intriguing. And I mean, of course, Kurt's take on it was, "What did you say when you saw it, Curtis?" That our our days as musicians are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they because you've got holograms, right? And yeah. then you have AI per- making its own music. Damn that yeah. Al Gore and his rhythms. Algorithms. Like <laughs> he invented the internet, you know. <laughs> Damn it. Because they can predict, you know, what's going to be a hit and what's not just based on yep. the actual, you know, math of it. Yep. It's pretty weird. For sure. That's um. why, um, uh, what's the band that everyone hates? Greta Van Fleet. No, Nickelback. No. Nickelback, right? They've got the formula down. Yeah. And they can make they hit, have the rock they can make radio hit songs, formula, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. dude has, you know, all but come out and said these exact things, you know. Yeah, there's a <laughs> formula to it. People still hate them yeah. so much. And mm-hmm. and and uh, all, all genres, pop stars, you know, uh, you know, they they all do it. They they know there's a formula there. They get a producer behind them that knows the formula. They have a PR team behind them that knows the formula. And, and the it's thing about the formula, I mean, it's it's like ingrained in humanity. It's not even, it's not like a, an exploitation. It's just like, that's right. what sounds good to humans. Like, that's what we like as music. That's what we're accustomed to now. Yeah. It's like cultural. In Western society, it, it, right? Right. Because it's yeah. different. Right. You know, if you go oh, yeah. Different right. Parts of the world. Different well, music. Which is exactly true. why that rock and roll, rap, country, it's all essentially folk music. Because mm-hmm. you and I can play it together in a room just right, right here yep know. yep wow how'd we get there i don't know that's that's what the podcast is all about though. i love it <laughs> um all right so let's move on a little bit uh we got one one or two last rock news stories here i thought this was kind of cool is that um judas priest uh, ian hill the legendary bassist of uh, judas priest is kind of extending an olive branch to the iron maiden camp and he's saying, quote, we got to get together before some of us die, end quote. <laughs> uh, he's basically saying it's about time his band and fellow British metal legends Iron Maiden hit the road together after a rivalry uh, hampered relations in the early 80s. So in a new interview, he's saying, uh, you know, basically, uh, okay, so here's the quote. There's always a big question of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. That would be really interesting if we could get together before some of us die. It'd be great. You'd run, you run into these people over the years. We played with quite a few of them, but we've got together with, uh, we've got to get together with Iron Maiden. Apparently, 
The tensions between the two bands stemmed from their tours together in the early 80s when Paul Diano still fronted Iron Maiden. This was before Bruce Dickinson. Um, uh, during the British Steel era, Iron Maiden was tabbed as the supporting act for Priest, which led to animosity and disses in the music press. Apparently, there were some quotes that were printed about it. So here's the thing uh, uh, K.K. Downing was talking about. It. He said, quote, I read in the music paper that Iron Maiden said something like, yeah, we're going to blow the bollocks off Priest or something like that. And I went, what the hell is this shit? And we were still in the recording studio tidying up the last mixes or something. And I said, well, who are these guys? Why should we have them on their tour if they're going to create this type of vibe before we've even met them, let alone done a show together? But they came on the tour anyway, and they created upsets is what they did for different reasons, and it led to confrontation, and it got a bit ugly. I don't know how it all happened, but I did meet Paul Diano many years later in about 95, and he said, Hey, KK, we're sorry about that quote in the paper, and that's all you need. It's all water under the bridge. Those guys were young, up and coming through the ranks, a bit delinquent, but at least they had balls. They got on with it, and they knew what they wanted to do, end quote. So... What do you guys think? Did you know about that rivalry? I wasn't really too familiar with that rivalry uh, between Priest and Maiden. I thought it was more Maiden. of a music press thing, you know, to sell papers. Right. Like, the, um, the press almost did it on purpose, right? Kind sure. Of. Beatles, yeah. Stones, oh, Oasis yeah. Blur. Right, you yeah. Know, the British music press loves a rivalry. Right, okay. Um, I mean, maybe a True Blue fan may argue with me and tell me that I'm wrong for saying this, but, I mean... Priest without Tipton and KK Downing, they've lost a little bit of their real estate value a little bit. Oh, little yeah. Bit. yeah. Even though they weathered not having um, um, a singer. <laughs> it's just not as legit as it could be. Yeah. You know? So, of course, he wants to hang on to, you know, pair right. up with Maiden. Right, right. Because I mean, Maiden's still flying the flag. And oh, man. They, they sell out one everywhere. One of the best fucking shows. They've you got can a see. fucking airplane over their stage. Yeah, and Bruce is flying it. it. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce flies the damn fucking crew everywhere. Well, like the stage the show. The lead singer of Iron Maiden flies the plane <laughs> with all of the band's shit and everything in it to each city they play in. Well, then gets out and does a fucking show and runs around the stage like a madman they've got, and hops back in the they've plane. They've got half a dozen. Um, World War Two replica yeah. Legit fighter ones. Yeah. fighter planes for wow. Aces High, like wherever they the, they're playing yeah. around the it's world. The lighting for their show, dude. It is a in it. fucking airplane that lowers down. No, it's a real over, airplane over mm. the stage and does all this yeah. maneuvering while they're doing Aces High. Yeah, obviously, cool. yep. Wow, it's one of the best shows. Oh, so God, yeah, that's a good point. So I could see why Judas Priest would kind of ride want to jump on board with them now because. Maiden's at the top of their game right now, and back then they yeah. were a young up-and-coming band that was like, kind of like, screw you, priest, you know, we're going to fucking blow you off the stage. That's what any, you know, honestly, I don't see how they could get mad at them for that, because that's what any young up-and-coming band would want to do. Sure, it takes swipes you, at the uh, bigger guy. Yeah, because you're like, oh, we're going to fucking, you know, blow them away, man. People are going to want to see us, you know. Don't miss our show, you know, that's basically, you know. I don't know, if you're playing with a big up-and-coming band, or a big band, and you're an up-and-coming band, I don't know, take a direct swipe like that, like a, a direct quote about it, but I don't know. I think you kind of want to have that attitude going into it. So anyway, let's move on to some uh, music history trivia, guys, on this day. It May 31st in 1986, all right? Talking about Priest and Maiden and all this stuff. Well, in 1986, Jeff Krulik and John Hain, I think that's how you say their names, filmed the parking lot antics of fans tailgating at a heavy, heavy metal parking lot concert in uh, Landover, Maryland. 
The result is Heavy Metal Parking Lot, a 16-minute film that captures the energy and absurdity of heavy metal culture in the 80s, later becoming a cult classic. First off, have you guys all seen this movie? I have it on my external hard drive in my car right now. Right on. <laughs> I have not seen it. Oh, dude. It's on YouTube. Not, no. We're going to fucking no. watch it. It's I've only 16 minutes long. We're going to watch it, it after like this. That you may have shown me, okay. but I don't, I've not... I found it on Netflix back in the glory days of Netflix where I used to get it mailed to me in the early 2000s oh, yeah. and I never heard of it before it was recommended to me and I was like okay I'll fucking watch this and holy fuck what a great documentary <laughs> this capsule. film this really is one of the best like early documentaries of metal culture like yeah. and they truly capture it so the question is guys what is the band that was the headlining band that night that everyone was there to see so think about it. 1986, Maryland. Was I it? recuse myself. From I, this know, because I know George has answer. seen it, so Recuse we'll get Jeff Sessions. We'll, we'll, <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll get your answer at the end. All right, but Carmen and and, and Kurt, we're going to get yours right now. Is it A. Iron Maiden, B. Judas Priest, or C. Metallica? What do you think? Who was the headlining band there for heavy heavy metal parking lot? I, I'm going to guess Judas Priest, just because yeah. they seem older. Like they would have been a Me big too. deal at that time. Yeah, Me that's too. true. They yeah. they are the oldest band out of all of them. I will also say B. Did okay. Spinal Tap like w- base some? Were you? I feel like we watched some of this. We were watching no, they Spinal didn't, Tap, and they, they were, didn't do no. no but it, this was along the same, you know, around that era yeah. of of that whole deal. But no. So George, uh, w- what do you say? Well, I say that you're both right. Judas. That is yeah. right. Dawkins was the opening Woo-hoo. act. Dawkins, rocking with Dawkins. Yeah. Here's the uh, <laughs> look at the uh, poster here for the video. 1986 Beer Priest video camera, heavy metal parking lot, and there's a bunch of the characters that you'll see in just minutes <laughs> as we watch the documentary at the end of this podcast. You guys got to watch it too. So they later out. on these two same filmmakers yeah. made. Neil Diamond parking lot. Yeah, Neil which Diamond is also equally hilarious. People. That's waiting funny. for Neil Diamond. It's like a bunch oh. of old ladies and shit. And <laughs> that would like, be better. This wow. is my 50th time seeing Neil Diamond. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd oh like to God. see. What's the one guy like? Busted my flip flop. That guy parking lot. You know? oh. oh, about the parrot heads. Jimmy Buffett yeah. parking oh, those, lot. <laughs> those guys are a nightmare. They're <laughs> almost like as bad as deadheads. Drink margaritas. Well. Larm, They're like taking like, shits in boxes <laughs> and leaving them on the fucking floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, all right, so let's. <laughs> isn't there a movie about them too? Yeah, there <laughs> is the parrot head stuff. I don't know what the movie's called, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right, double trivia. One more on this day in rock and roll history trivia, May thirty first. Let's go back even further now, guys, to nineteen seventy six. This band has set the wor- world record at this time for world's loudest rock band when their show in London measures one hundred and twenty six decibels, which is pretty fucking crazy. That's like the sound of a jet engine. <laughs> decibel wow. range. Guinness later stopped certifying the record concerned about hearing loss. Was it A, Black Sabbath, B, Led Zeppelin, or C, The Who? It's not Sleater Kenny, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, were. They, were little, uh, they were little children at that time. I don't think they <laughs> They were probably louder than whatever this was. What do you think, Carmen? Mm, Led Zeppelin. I don't know. Okay. What do you guys think? What do you think, Kurt? Motorhead. <laughs> D Motorhead. Were they? Was he still in Hawkwind around this time, or was Motorhead a band? Seventy six. I think seventy seven was Maybe when Motorhead Sabbath, made their huh? debut. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say the Who. George? I concur. I think it's the Who. 
you are absolutely correct. It is the Who. Uh, there they are. Uh, who I also was, saw with you. Yeah, that was a great show the too. The 50th I mean, anniversary. 50th tour. anniversary. Yeah. In was, actuality, of the three of those choices, the Who pushed the envelope more. Definitely. Than the others. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Definitely. They had I one mean, hell of a stage Sabbath show. and Zeppelin were definitely in their own lane. Sure. And they stayed in their own lane. You know what I mean? Right. The Who was like all over the fucking place. Yeah. Yeah. They were one of a kind. Because they didn't give a fuck. They still are. <laughs> They're still badass. Uh, all right. So let's move on. Some movie TV entertainment news. As Game of Thrones ends, HBO's uh, Chernobyl has quietly become IMDb's highest rated show in history, have you guys heard about this show? No. I have heard mm-hmm. about it. Yes, it looks pretty like depressing. Yeah, though. like I don't even want to watch it pretty because bleak, of that. Yeah. It looks really bleak. Like what's yeah? It's what good is going to come out? It's of It's not it? only bleak, but it's like reality. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, like worse. Bleak reality. That's like why yeah. I stopped watching uh, the Handmaid. Oh Handmaids, because oh that became sort God, of like reality right? that we're living in. It's, it's a little too close to home. Yep, yep. I know we were talking about that uh, a while ago. Tale. So, uh, apparently, if you go to IMDb's ratings, here's the ratings. Um, Chernobyl is number one. It only Here's the difference, though. It only has 52,000 votes. Yeah. A lot of the other ones have, like Game of Thrones has well over 1.5 million. There's some really good million. new ones coming out, like um, His Dark Materials. And then that one that's like a Neil Gaiman book that they're doing right uh, on Prime. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a new Neil Gaiman I've, show well, coming out. Well, I've heard of that. And then the Stephen King one they're going to do, Yeah, too. the Neil Gaiman one, I forget. It's like, oh. Oh, good omens. It's like the f- last fight between heaven and hell. It looks fucking crazy. Like, oh, there's okay. like this big. And it's funny oh, looking, right. too. It looks there's really like the good. angel and the, and the devil, demon, and, and they're like all. They've we have to work together to yeah, make yeah. Armageddon it's happen. It's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like they, a satire almost in a way. Well, can I recommend a show? Yeah. Uh, it's called Pen 15. Have you guys. No, what is that? Do you remember being asked to be part of the Pen 15 Club? And they'd write. Pen fifteen on your head, and it looks like penis. Oh, it's like a stupid joke from junior high. And so the show is based on these like. (laughs) You could have still got me with that because I want to join the club. (laughs) Let me write it on your forehead. Um, it's like two girls in seventh grade in the year two thousand, and it's like so. There's it's like really nostalgic, but also it's really funny and like heartfelt at the same time. But it's hilarious. Like they. So what's this on Amazon? It's on uh, Hulu. Hulu, I think. I can't remember. It's on Hulu or Netflix. I think it's Hulu. Pen 15. All right. It's really funny. It's like this girl, girl, like the first day of school, she gets deemed like the ugliest girl in school. They call her Eugis, and her and her best friend (laughs) are super dorks, and they just... Nice. It's a different depiction. They're not like... I don't know. It's it's a cool show. I like stuff like that. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's really good. I enjoy it. Cool shit. Um, Do you have low energy? Fatigue? A case of the moon days? Do you feel stranded, alone, and lost in the bleak void of primitive human existence? Longing for an ambrosia that will perk clarity and pull you from the dull sludge of your dismal life and family? Ball Jack's the key! Made from a patented blend of a thousand milligrams of taurine for the drive of a true Ball Jack champion. 300 cc's of caffeine stack! 5,000 milliliters of ginkgo biloba. Helping to stimulate... The brain and regain the memory loss as a result of drinking ball jack. <laughs> Plus 20 cardiograms straight from the delta thorax of a living Malaysian tiger. Wow. And an ounce of pineapple juice concentrate. Ball jack will transform you from the pathetic, lazy, stupid, idiot slob that you are right now to something akin to a Buster Rhymes hype man in just seconds. <laughs> grab the intensity. Grab the heat. Grab some ball jack right in the ball jack. 
Available at participating local motels, copyright thegaragerockshow.com. All rights reserved, Winton, California. Just listen to the non-forced consumer testimonials from Nancy in Huskogee, Wyoming. <laughs> Come on, Nancy. No, no. <laughs> See, she's, she's just, she's so jacked out of her mind right now. She can't even yeah. properly put to words, Charles. Just listen to the non-forced consumer testimonial from James from Red Eye District of New Jersey. James, how do you how do you feel about ball jack, James? <laughs> James, he's playing James. Has James is jacked out of his mind right James. now too. He can't even put it oh, into words James. either. <laughs> ball jack, guaranteed little to no teeth loss. From cool shit to some mm-hmm. weird shit, as Ashton Kutcher is currently testifying at a trial of a alleged serial killer. Mm. Here's the deal: this happened all the way back in February 21st, 2001. It was wow. a Grammy party. That uh, this lady, Ashley Ellerin, she was 22. She was supposed to go to this Grammy party with Ashton Kutcher, and this guy snuck in and murdered her and stabbed her 47 times. That's crazy. He used to uh, stalk young women who lived (coughs) close to his Hollywood home. American psycho. Yeah. So he's one of 100-plus witnesses who have or will testify in the, um, the trial of this guy. His name's Michael... Gargiulo, or I don't know. How do you say that? What do you think? Gargiolo. There you go. Gargiolo. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I don't want to read all the story stuff. Yuck. It's just crazy. But uh, anyway, that's what Ash Kutcher. He looks doing. a lot like Alex Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a picture of Alex Trebek, and He's some like, great oh, news. Okay. Great news, guys. Oh, His tumors have shrunk more than fifty percent. And even though the cancer's five-year survival rate is only 9%, he seems to be humming along. He tells People Magazine the tumors have shrunk by more than 50%. He says, quote, it's kind of mind-boggling. The doctor said they hadn't seen this kind of positive result in their memory. So he's near remission. So... Very cool stuff. So it's amazing crossed. what kind of health care you can get when you're, <laughs> when you're a fucking fuck, right? billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> That's Very amazing. true. Very true. But, you know, I love Alex Trebek, so... He can be a billionaire that survives. Blues! <laughs> whoop, whoop! That's right. St. Louis Blues have beat the Boston Bruins in overtime. That was a hell of a game, man. Holy. Oh, man. Dude, if you want to see a some hell of, of the a best, series, man. This series, uh, this is going to be some of the best hockey ever uh, in my recent memory. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a younger guy, but this has been one hell of a series. And the Blues are even now. It's one-to-one. Uh, in the series, and it's gonna—I think it's going to seven. Obviously, you know, it's gonna be a great series. So, yeah, I'm a pretty big hockey fan myself. You know, my favorite player is uh, the guy Stan- Stanley Cup. Stanley mm. Cup. My yeah. favorite is um, good, good guy. Happy Gilmore. He's my favorite. He's got a cup oh, named after him. Yeah. No. Uh, what was the <laughs> the only guy that ever st- took off his skate and tried to, tried stab, to stab somebody? Someone, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. He's got a cool record. <laughs> I hate that Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Other quick. Price is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Other quick news uh, for sports as Serena Williams last year, if you remember, they banned her from wearing that bodysuit. So Uh stupid. She had a kid and they were trying to prevent blood clots and she had this special bodysuit that like increased circulation and they fucking banned it because it wasn't in line with the French uh, open tradition or some shit. One must respect the game. Yeah, that's what his quote was. Well, this yeah. time she returned to the tournament with French words like mother, champion, queen, goddess emblazoned on her new Nike outfit. So she did something tasteful and, you know, kind of cool and I thought it was a cool statement. So good for her. And you know? kind of a fuck you. Yeah, like well, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. You know, really you fucking prince and you're The dumb angle old. that they were doing it was like, it was, uh, anti- it was misogynistic and really kind of racist, racist the way yeah. that they were 
uh, make it. And there was other quotes to too that they've said that it's unfair, that it's unfair to the, the they, like, white women or something like they, that. The did way they that take a game away from her, yeah, like they, a yeah, match. Yeah. yeah, and they yeah. find her. Yeah, fuck. Dude. Yeah, and they find her all kinds of money, and you know, mm-hmm. it's like what the hell. Anyway, snobs. Uh, I know. <laughs> I hate that tennis shit, to be honest. I never watched that <laughs> yeah. show. So pretentious, so right? It is. So it is. fucking pretentious. It's like golf, man. That and golf. Like, I yeah. can't get, I can uh, respect it for the skill, uh, you know, the precision and stuff that they're doing it's with tennis like and golf. It's not like a tea party, though, you know? But Why everything else around it is, like, so hot. It's like horse racing or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. these, like, the worst people in society. <laughs> you know, nothing against you guys that are golf and tennis and horse fans. But honestly, it's We're going like, to get a hate mail, Chris. Yeah. No. It just seems like the worst types of people. Like, I wouldn't want Except to be around Gilmore. any of those people. <laughs> Except for well, Happy he, Gilmore. Yeah. He's the one who <laughs> broke broke through the mold, right? Yep. Uh, Mr. Gilmore. Tappy tappy. <laughs> tappy tappy room. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Gilmore comfe- completed that feat less than an hour ago. <laughs> you can do it! <laughs> well, I'll be waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the poor guy. He couldn't even walk during that oh, scene. Did Jaws? Uh, did anyone notice? Well, yeah, like they were trying to make it seem like he was right, running. They, and they, they would like, only show yeah. him like from the waist Standing. up. Oh, yeah, okay. he could barely and get then, around. And yeah, and he just because he can't stand with a kit. He has yeah. Do you remember cane. those commercials where he was like smashing the cars? Oh yeah, man. Uh, uh, do you remember that? Yeah. Back in the yeah. James yeah. Bond days, man. Well, it was like a local thing here in California, yeah. though, right? It was a right. Modesto. Or yeah, something. it was a Modesto car dealership yeah. or something like that, and he would right. like smash the fucking car window with a sledgehammer and be like, "Yeah, we got the lowest prices in town, or smashing, prices. smashing prices, or w- something." Didn't shit. he turn into some like weird like Jesus guy? Oh, that I don't <laughs> know. I, don't I think know. he did. I don't know. I think I remember seeing him and like on, um, uh, you know, PTL. Yes, whatever channel <laughs> the, five, the 700 know, Club, channel 53 or whatever it is, ones. where they ha- yeah, like the 700 Club. Who <laughs> baba conduct? I uh, used to eat people with my metal teeth. <laughs> yeah, but now that I, I found, found the Jesus, Lord, I don't do that shit anymore. I just anymore. eat communion wafers. <laughs> oh I just smash cars now. I always thought the 700 Club. I don't know what I thought that was on TV. I thought it was related to what was that Amy Tan novel? It was like the something the Joy Club. Luck the Club. Joy Luck Club. Oh. I like honestly, I was like, it's some kind of something about the Joy yeah, Luck it's Club. Something related to that. No, not I knew it was an Amy Tan book though. That's yeah. points for you. Thank you. <laughs> oh shit! All right, world world news, guys. Why you got to call her Tan, dude? Oh, <laughs> see, world news. Uh, as sadly, uh, the world's rivers have been contaminated with antibiotics. Now, a new study nice. from the UK is saying that the first of its kind found the world's rivers are widely contaminated with antibiotics. With samples from rivers in seventy-two countries finding antibiotics in 65% of them. The researchers said dangerous levels of contamination were most frequently found in rivers in Asia, Africa, excuse me, the worst in Bangladesh, Kenya, Ghana. I could see that all, you know, Pakistan, Nigeria. But mm. I don't know, man. One of the rivers in the UK, I think, is contaminated with cocaine. They were There was a story about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they do so much of it there. I don't know. Ends yeah. up in the water. 
crazy, huh? Uh, so it's uh, apparently yeah. they found 14 commonly used antibiotics in all of these things, like stuff for urinary tract infections and. That's not good for the fish and the no. algae and the whatnot. No, nope. really good for humans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a couple hundred years. Yep. Maybe the water won't make you as sick now. Hey, <laughs> they're getting free antibiotics. It's they like a cocktail. You just drink the water, and it's got all that stuff yeah. in there. You know, it's free health care. There it is. <laughs> There's your free health care. There's yeah. people that bottle like mountain stream water, like and sell oh, yeah. it for like, raw a lot water. Of money. They yeah, bottle the air. Raw water. Yeah. yeah. The people who bottle the air too. We wanted to start our own. Fart in a jar business wow. it's on Etsy. You should do it. Mm. Called it. People would do that for jokes. So no all one the take time. it. it Call called, it fart in a jar. It was called fart is an air. Fart is an air. And we looked it up on Etsy. There was only one other person doing it. Who's selling like New England farts on? <laughs> wow, New England. Farts. In like blue mason jars, especially you know? uh, eaten with clam chowder and crab. Mm, and yeah. yeah, like you can send Boston in a request. Oh man. All right. <laughs> it's wicked good. Wicked. Uh, also, world news: yeah. uh, Kansas, though, as twelve injured as a large tornado. Let's look at that, some of that damage. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, it was the twelfth straight day that at least eight tornadoes were reported to the National Weather Service. Also, Ohio. Yeah, yeah it's a, yeah New Jersey, New York City, and um, Pennsylvania. My so. mother-in-law lives near this place in Kansas. She was fine, but they were like two miles from the. Wow. The, you know, the tornado. Crazy. crazy. So hopefully you guys that are listening in those areas are all right. Um, also, world news as a record has been bo- broken. Apparently a man has spinned a couch cushion on his finger for 18 minutes to break a Guinness World Record, guys. S- wow. Spun it on his finger for 18 minutes and 14 seconds. That's going to really impress the A couch the cushion? <laughs> a couch cushion. <laughs> Is the couch cushion a specific dimension? And I imagine it would I'm, have to I, be. Yeah, huh? uh, they they say they plan or can to you submit pick the any video. couch cushion. Is it leather? That just maybe happens to be. Yeah, yeah, maybe any one, and just sit there. And do you think there's like an <laughs> underground like list of like the best couch cushions <laughs> to spin? <laughs> These are the best spinners. Naga hide special yeah. spinners. How many yeah. Nagas did it take? What you need is a cushion. A store. He's really good. <laughs> what you need is the cushion from a He's 1963. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certain type of couch. Do you guys use cash when you go out and pay for stuff? Every time. Yeah? All right. Well, it says U.S. consumers in this new study are using less cash, but retailers still want to accept it regardless. People oh, yeah. generally uh, aren't using cash as much. A Square survey found that just 35, or excuse me, 37 percent of consumers say they pay for transactions below twenty dollars in cash. That's down from 46 percent who said the same in 2015. So that's a pretty good drop. That's almost a 10 percent drop. Uh, also, 50 percent of shoppers say they now use cards for purchases as small as four dollars and fifty cents. I know that I've used my card at the dollar store for oh, fucking yeah. one or two things, me so too. I don't give a shit for doing that. At the farmers market, though, I mean everybody pays with cash, and then yeah. we have cash all week. We use cash, so we. Just what do you say as a business owner, small business, when you see that like out as a, uh, a farmers market? Do you think it's majority cash or majority, majority card? Majority cash. People expect it to be cash at the farmers market, right? Or right. Or they think that vendors like cash better than cards. And a lot of vendors don't have a square, but a, a lot of them do. We have a square. But, like, we'll make, you know, like, most of our money in cash, and then maybe 15% of it will be, or 10% will come wow. from Wow. Okay, so that, that that low, huh? So yeah, unless good. someone's buying, like, a big thing, you know? Sure, yeah. But that's cool. That's good. Five bucks, five bucks. 
And for everybody that wants to know, what are you talking about? Baked banana, right? The baked banana. What, what's the, how can they find out about it? Just we're, Google that? Or uh, on Saturday. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the baked banana, baked banana 209 on Instagram. And we're out there pretty much every Saturday if on 16th and Canal in Merced in the parking lot behind 510 Bistro. Nice. Sell banana bread, cupcakes, cookies. It's really good stuff, guys. Free things. Check them out. Um, and sourdough bread. With no bananas. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) All right. We were just talking about this off air a little bit. Um, As a Colorado man has become the 11th to die on Mount Everest and the second American, a 62-year-old Colorado man passed away, Mount Everest, uh, this spring climbing season. He's the second American with Nepalese uh, officials confirming Monday that Christopher John Kulish had died suddenly while descending from the summit. A particularly high number of climbers have died this season, and some have blamed what's being described as a human traffic jam of people waiting to summit Everest near the top. Some climbers had to wait hours in the dangerous oxygen-depleted death zone near the top. (laughs) New York Times cited a combination of the record number of permits issued by Nepal to climb Everest and a large number of inexperienced climbers. Only a few good days of weather for climbing for the crowding near the summit. So it just sounds like a nightmare mm-hmm. up there. Like, fuck, what are you guys doing? But in the death zone, it's one of those things like a that? bucket list thing or something, right? I don't Ugh. know. For the there rich a, and famous, and I don't know. The there was a dude the who was saying that he had um, got finally got to the summit after like having to step over dead bodies on mm-hmm. the way up. Right? That's insane. I know, and you right? were saying they were still chained to the to yeah. The they line. were still attached to the line. They were just going around yeah. this this person frozen on, frozen on the That's mountaintop. So he gets dark. to the top, and you know. You're allowed a maximum amount of time or whatever up there, mm-hmm. right? Know? Yeah, and you're with the oxygen mask and all that shit because you can't breathe, right? Mm-hmm. And there are so many people up there at the summit that he thought that he was going to get pushed off from people like oh elbowing God. him and trying to jostle for position to yeah. take the perfect picture oh right. at sunrise at the top of Mount Everest, you know, for. Their, For their years of preparation <laughs> and tens right. of thousands of dollars of you know yep. expense and all that shit. They right. need to get that one perfect picture to prove. Yep, this is all worth it. Yep, it was all worth it. But look at, tell your friends. Look, oh look, look, friend. Mm. I'm not an idiot for. Sp- Spending my life savings. I did it. To do something yeah, stupid. Yeah, here's a stupid picture. Here's a picture of it. Yeah, who gives a shit? And then though, I spent like days in the hospital. Yeah, right. Or died yeah. like this yeah. fucking guy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. All right. Yar. You hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What a date to become the largest beast on the planet. Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, Yar! 
You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious. It's krillicious. Yar. Move, let's move on to Conspiracy Crazy. Corner. This is an nice. interesting thing is going on right now. Let me get my tinfoil hat. Get it on. Mm. Uh, have you guys heard of Patron Scan? You guys, uh, you, you play bars and stuff as a band. Uh, have you ever heard of this system called Patron Scan? No, this is new. What's this all about? So it's a kiosk that can be placed at the entrance of a bar or nightlife establishment, and it can verify whether an ID is real or fake. It can also collect and track basic customer demographic data and it allows a business to maintain a record of a bad customer mm. and their behavior and even flag those people, alerting every other bar that uses patron scan that this guy is a bad guy. What counts as bad behavior is left up to the bar manager's discretion, though. This is where it gets creepy. That sucks, yeah. And when a flagged customer visits another patron scan bar, swipes their ID, their previously flagged transgression will pop up on the screen, and unless they appeal their status directly to Patron Scan or the bar directly, their status can follow them anywhere for a few weeks Fuck to that. a few months or even longer. Everybody's gotten into like a weird minute with a bartender where you're like, what the fuck? Like, you know, and misunderstanding be, yeah. or whatever. I right? mean, it is the nature of bars. Yeah. That you're going to get involved with some it's shit loud. with some people. people you know what I drunk, mean? Yeah. It's crowded. Sure, man. I mean, that's No, that's not bullshit. Fair. That's yeah. like some. Uh, so, what do you guys think? I mean, they're saying they claim to have a networked list of more than 40,000 banned customers alone. Some say the system raises concerns, obviously, about privacy, surveillance, discrimination. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I was going to say it just sounds like an easy way of profiling people. Like, what is it? Uh, I'll play devil's advocate here and say, what if I'm a bar owner that's super racist right. and anybody yeah. that comes into my bar, that's I'm going to flag them. Flag them right. yeah, yeah, or whatever. You black, heard white, them say Jewish, like. uh, yeah. Asian, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to flag them and say, yeah, like they can't come back here now. And I mean, not to mention that's some black mirror shit right there, you know? Oh, right. Like, yeah, the, the series. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like so dystopian sort of right? like your your actions are going to follow you wherever mm -hmm. you go. And you no have to what. appeal directly to that bar. Like you have to right. go back there and plead your case somehow. Yeah. Like, I, I apologize. Yeah, you know? or whatever. Like yeah. like a, it, like it's a bad Yelp review you in or some shit, or right? For an hour like it's like a restaurant's got to go to that bad Yelp review guy and say, hey, look, how can we make this right? For you to take down this horrible review, right? Right. That's, that's taking it too far. I mean, that's what having a bar, that's what you what you have to deal with. There are going to be people who come in and get too drunk and messed up, and they could be perfectly nice on another day. Right. And they may have been having a shitty day and were overserved somewhere or drank too much themselves. Otherwise, that's, open a soda shop. Yeah, right? You I know? mean... <laughs> Like that's what you get into. Yeah. Yeah. Owning a bar sucks. Yeah. <laughs> There's all these drunk, yeah, all these drunk drunks people all around the time. There. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> They're all emotional and unpredictable, and I can't figure it out. Yeah. But see, that's everything a good bartender will do, though. Right. right. You They'll can know assess the, the situation. The this sounds like, like a bunch of lazy people that just want to fucking... You know, like try and profile people. That's because like nobody wants to shit. hire anybody that does anything. You right. know what I mean? They yeah. they want to just be able to pick a random person off the street and have them come right. in and do a job for them. Yeah, yeah. With Part no time, prompting. no benefits, yeah. no yeah. nothing. The so there's you don't no need any expertise or personality nope. or like yeah, you know human intuition. It it's the no. gig economy, man. Yeah. 
It's the same shit with radio, And you sadly. have two or three of those jobs plus something you do on the side, and yeah. then mm-hmm. maybe you can make enough to afford your rent. We see this happening, you know, in all uh, types of jobs across the, the way, you know, like fast food industries or people being replaced with kiosks, radio stations, guys, you know, like me that are, you know, you have personality, insight, knowledge about music and things like that. You would think that would be desirable for a position like that, but they don't want someone like that. They want someone that just takes direction yeah. doesn't question authority sticks to the liners what they and say. that's yeah. it you know you don't have any personality you don't do your own thing you know so, so ha- like ha- having come, having come from like you know the service and i was a you know restaurant guy for a long time right me too i was in restaurant for quite some and time so it specific. really annoys me and it kind of pisses me off to see fucking grubhub oh, like yeah. everywhere you know mhm because look at the people that you're stopping from earning a living. Yeah, you could have delivery people at those restaurants. Oh, you need your cooks. Need you're yeah. like fast food cooks at a r- fancy restaurant. You and don't the Grubhub have people, man. There's like videos of them like drinking your stuff before oh, yeah. they get to your door. They'll or spit like on your food or they'll eat it. If you don't tip them, like if you don't do that thing where it has the feature where you can tip when you place the order, right. they'll treat you like shit, you know, and <laughs> make your fucking it. thing a mess or... You know, be late or it all yeah. comes all cold. No and yeah, like what the hell? If I want restaurant food, I'll go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the idea, right? <laughs> Get so. served, you know, like yeah. have people, mm-hmm. somebody wait on you. But it's like, you know, we're creating <laughs> our own desires and economies from these desires, you know? Like it's, it was like when I was in Toronto and all the, the stores and alcohol, you couldn't buy alcohol in any 7-Eleven type situation, any they had a store called the Beer Store where mm. you had to buy it, and they closed at 10 p.m. And if you didn't buy beer at 10 p.m., there was no Rite Aid, there's no 7-Eleven, there's no gas station to buy beer. You had to go to a bar. That was the only way you could buy alcohol past 10 p.m. So there was this whole underground economy and this text number that you that my roommate knew about where you can get beer delivered <laughs> and cigarettes <laughs> delivered and anything you wanted delivered to your house or apartment for double the price. For a hefty yeah. fee, yeah. It was double the price. Mm. Whatever the price was that you were used to paying or the store, you would pay double and this guy would deliver it for you. That's and, crazy. But it was because it was a, d- a direct reaction to that type of setup. Like, okay, if you're not going to let us buy alcohol past 10 o'clock, then there's going to be some guy that's got a bunch in his fridge that's going to sell it to people, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't know. Missouri's like that. They've got <laughs> liquor stores run by the state. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Washington State's like that too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Those blue laws. Sure. A lot of them are, yeah, the areas like that. Like in Canada. Like ain't no going to Rite Aid and buying a fifth of whiskey off the shelf. You <laughs> yeah, know what they don't, I mean? They don't even sell them at 7-Eleven. They don't even sell alcohol, tall cans, none of that stuff. They don't mm. even sell tall cans and shit There's at a place called like uh, the Pink Elephant is a liquor store in Hollywood that would deliver until about 2 a.m. or something, 2 or 4 a.m. But then there are some places wow. in the and country we deliver just for fun. where there are drive through <laughs> liquor stores. So yeah, I don't right. understand. You know, in Ohio, like, my mom grew up, you could actually get a cup to go, like a, a beer on like a tap. The lid. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know Texas. how, don't know do how that legal this Ohio. was, but when I first started bartending, our bar sold six packs to people at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I was supposed to Just do that, to go. but hey. it was on the cash register, six yeah. packs, so I would push the button. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, check this out. The, the police say the Holy Spirit saved the speeder from a ticket. That's a bird flying by at the same time the camera took a picture of oh, this guy. Oh, sweet. So this guy was speeding. He was going 34 in an 18 zone. And 18? That's a, oh, it's I know, Germany. It's Germany. Oh. Oh, it's, oh. Yeah, so I don't know what It was that, a kilometer translation. Yeah, there. maybe that's like 25, <laughs> going 50 into 25. I don't know, something like that, right? So anyway, so this guy's picture was taken by the camera, and it's a bird flying right at the same time, and it covers his face perfectly. Nice. So a dove. Yeah, yeah. It was a $117 <laughs> finding. The department wrote, what did it say? The out. department wrote that it must have been the spirit of Christian belief <laughs> yeah, appearing, they, as, appearing a as a dove, as described in the Bible during the <laughs> baptism of Jesus, and noted, mm-hmm. we have understood the sign, and Lutherans. leave the speeder... <clears throat> In peace. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you. It looks like an old man. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what do you guys think? Should you text with your boss? Oh, I no. hate it. My boss texts me, and I hate it. Yeah? You know, the worst? Like personal stuff? Like, hey, no. what's up, Gary? Oh, no, no, no. Like, like, can you check on this thing for me? Because I'm oh, not here. Okay. Like, never Facebook friend your boss. No. That is the worst yeah, thing Yeah, that's ever. also a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they say that texting your boss should be used for quick questions, not long-winded explanations. And if you're a boss, you should be careful about texting your employees as it can lead to burnout among employees. Mm-hmm. In addition, she cautions, uh, cautions that texting can open up a company to various legal issues as well. Right, because you can claim that you didn't get a text. I mean, like, my boss will send me stuff to do sometimes, like, when she's out of town because she doesn't have access to email or something. So she'll text me, and I don't check my phone all day right. while I'm at work. I mean, sometimes I do. And I'll be like, oh, shit, I just saw this. So sorry I didn't do it at 9 a.m. I didn't look until my lunch break at my phone, you know. So in a way, it's kind of like, yeah, it is like I don't like having that as a yeah, so just don't even do it. it. Don't yeah. even fucking give them your number. I would, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, if they, if you have to, just keep it quick and don't do. Uh, Cell phones open you up to being so much more available to people. It's not fair. If you just yeah. had a home phone and you didn't answer it, well, then too bad, right? Very true. Yeah. Um. All right. More s- stuff this week. Uh. Sunscreen. How often do you think you should put it on if you're out in the sun every day working? What do you every think? Day. Well, I mean, like, a minute-wise, like, uh, reapply sunscreen, you know, if you're out in the sun. Oh, I don't know. They Depends say, on how... Oh, go ahead. No, they say t- every two hours. Yeah. Or if you um, are like me and, like, you burn in, like, a half an hour, <laughs> you, you might need Man, to reapply sunscreen. I don't know. I think that's just big sunscreen, like, I trying, don't like also trying to make money. <laughs> that's also... That's I a like good point. to wear, like, a hat and, and clothes that cover... Big dermatology, trying mm-hmm. to make money. Like Keep dermatology. lathering it on there. Yeah. You need to reapply it. Yeah, I gotta good. sell that shit. You know, it's really bad for the environment. In the oceans, where, I heard about like, that in too. Hawaii, popular and, places, yeah, where it's people, killing the coral reefs. It, reef. it gets rinsed off quite a bit and in areas. And it's an endocrine yeah, it's disruptor. And there's, like, in, like, places like that, there is nothing living mm-hmm. out to us, you know, on the where beach, like, under the water. Yeah, because it's, it's, all, certain place it's because, all from that shit, yeah. from people's filth and, and chemicals. Things, but There's yeah. a lot of, like, SPF clothing you can wear and, you know, hats. That's very true. There's a lot of, like, uh, cool bucket hats and shirts that they make now with good yeah. fabric that you don't need to necessarily wear as much. Su- or long sleeve. salute or, your shorts Excuse me, long or, sleeve. Wear um, long sleeve, you know, if you fast can. Fast times, you know, put the little zinc oh, the on zinc your nose. Hat. That's just zinc oxide that's not going to hurt you there's a lot of natural sunscreens out there that's a good point but you can't but yeah a lot of those are really not good for you or the environment all right more on weekly what the fuck this week this was a funny story as 
Some meetings are truly faded, as these guys from London. Okay, so this guy was from London. One of them was from Canada. This guy's name was Bed Condrington. He's scrolling through Facebook. Spotted a Canadian that looked like him, had the same name, and was also dressed as a banana. Popped up into his suggested friends. That is weird. So here's the two pictures of them. One of them was at a Halloween party. One of them's just like dressed as a banana. Uh, for some reason. They both found they were aspiring As comedians. You do, you know. They both love rap music. They both love video games. Their birthdays were just weeks apart. They had the same name and they were the same age. So, there you go. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> That's they flew. He flew uh, to Toronto to meet his doppelganger and they say they got on like a house on fire. Mm. Woo! Yee! Like two bananas. <laughs> so there you go. There. What a pair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, check it out, guys. Summer's most unusual beachwear trend. The towel. The towel kini. Do they have an SPF? <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> what is the SPF rating on this one? That's like a little terry cloth robe. Holy baggy. Yeah, nothing. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. It's like a cover what? up and a thing. Who makes that? Who's the? Um, a designer. Okay, let me see. Um, conceptual designer Aria McManus invented the new beach outfit. It's basically a cover up one wears over their bathing suit. And it's a towel with an arm, neck, and leg holes in it, and it leaves the back free for tanning. So you take it off. You don't swim in that. Uh, and no, it's it's yeah. yeah, like you put it on after you get out of yeah. the, out of the water. The designer thinks mm. it's nice enough to wear around town too. Of course Jesus she does. Christ, <laughs> you could totally wear this around town. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like, you could go to Walmart. Chonklas, you could see that at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You see the better than that at Walmart. The Talkini. Whoa, and for 200 bucks? Yeah, that seems Uh -uh. a little steep for some fucking terry cloth. I don't know. (laughs) Well, how about you just buy a towel? Yeah, wrap a towel. towel But it's not cool. It's not not Instagram worthy, Kurt. (laughs) I guess not. And like, they're not, they're like on like a little dune. I don't, I don't Like, we're. What are they laughing at? And they're just—it's so funny. They're laughing at the ridiculous. How happy of they are! Oh, in those damn outfits. The skin cancer is so funny. <laughs> Hilarious. That I'm getting skin cancer. Oh shit! All right. Well, that's it for us this week, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Later. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com